So I'm trying to watch this uh, Dune. Dune that's on HBO Max and it's getting great reviews and it's all this cool stuff and I'm looking at this thing and I'm watching this thing and I just I, there's something wrong with me I'm just bored I'm I'm at a point where you start throwing in oh this is Altiramix and he's from the planet Altirbalamb. That's right, Altir Balamb. A L T E R B E L A M L M B. Altil Balamb. He's from planet Blombalam. This is this is Shmumanix from planet Blombalam. And the spice trade and the spice industry, and they're fighting over this. I'm like, oh no. Ugh. Take me back to Phantom Menace with Tariff. Wars and the tariffs were too. They were negotiating tariff rates. What? It's a bunch of puppets, you asshole, Lucas. This Dune is gorgeous. It's very pretty so far. And I just, they start talking about all the people. And then I look at this two and a half hour running time. And I just, you know what I'm watching right now? You know what I'm, do you know what I'm currently watching? A brand new show that I've never seen before called Succession that I'm actually not sure if this is the fifth or sixth time that I'm watching it from start to finish. And now that the new season's here, I figured, oh, I haven't watched every episode of Succession since June. By the way, June was the last time I watched every episode of Succession. And now I'm watching it again. I'm in season two, and I want to go through them all again and then rewatch the season premiere from last week and then be caught up in time to get to the second episode. It's a problem. I'm just, I'm getting into that like old guy thing of where I just know I've already seen the best things I'm ever going to see and I don't want to see anything new and I'm just going to watch the stuff that I know that I like, which is not a terrible approach because at least you know you're going to like it, but it's also, I used to just, not even that long ago, I mean, we're talking two, three years ago, I'm still watching just anything and everything. Give me that. I'll watch. Uh, before Dune, they had an advertisement for the show called Raised by Wolves, which I watched the first episode or two first two episodes. And I really, really liked the first episode. The second episode, I kind of was like, eh, kind of losing interest. It seems like a good show. Also, very cool look, uh, feel to it and everything. And, you know, Ridley Scott and all that stuff. And I, I haven't come back to it. Uh, the Boys. I loved season one of The Boys on Amazon, this superhero thing. And I am fighting my way through season two. I'm just, even when it's good, I'm just like, uh, I could be watching Succession. Or I could be watching episodes of Monday Night Raw from 1994 that are really, really boring. But it takes me back to my childhood. Uh I, I got I got a problem, man. I I just I just have a problem. I'm trying to watch new stuff, and I get a little bit through it. Star Trek Discovery. the The third season has been out for gosh a year, close to a year, and I think I just finished the first episode like a month ago, and it took me almost a year to get through the first episode because I'm sitting there and I'm just like, hmm. I could be watching Succession right now. (laughs) 
I could be looking at videos of luxury cars on YouTube. <laughs> ah. But I'm watching this Dune, and I'm, I'm like, come on, man, just, just, just watch it. Just sit there and watch it. Uh, something else, something else just came out. It was the same thing, and I'm completely spacing on what it was. But I want to watch. Oh, I'll tell you what. I tried to watch this Chappelle comedy thing that's caught all the all the controversy because I don't want to. The thing that I don't like to do is just jump on a bandwagon of something. I, you know, I'm not going to just hear through the grapevine this and that and then just say, okay, well, then I'm going to take that side. I want to see for myself. And so I said, I'm going to watch the Chappelle comedy special. Here's the thing. I've, I'm, I've never been a fan of stand-up comedy. Even the best stand-up comedy, I still – it's a weird thing. And I, I sometimes wonder, like, is that a – is that a deep-rooted sort of... Because <sighs> everybody's always like, oh, you should do stand-up. And I've always thought about that. And it's not really something that I... I don't know if it's ever actually something when I really am honest with myself. I'm like, I don't know if it's something that I want to do. There's an arrogance that I have that the thought of standing up and uh, trying to amuse people who... <laughs> who I don't feel are smart enough to, I mean, not that my jokes are that great, but I just, you know, to go to just these crowds in God knows where, travel to all these different bars and clubs, like in the middle of nowhere, and you know, yeah, there's going to be some smart crowds and more likely in certain cities and things like that. You know, if you're in New York doing stand-up, Boston and a few other, L.A. probably, and various other places, Chicago, I guess, but if you're just in some podunk fucking place and you're just playing this club and, you know, the jokes, I, I, I hate, I hate stupid idiot jokes. And, uh, those are the ones that, those are the ones that get you a sitcom. Uh, men like tools. Arr, arr, arr. Okay, sir. You now have a sitcom and you're going to be a major Disney cartoon character and Santa Claus. Here's your billions of dollars, sir. Uh, I don't care about your checkered past and the fact that you ratted out all your friends to avoid going to jail for all your drug wheelings and dealings. You're Santa Claus now, sir. And Buzz Lightyear. Men like tools. Hardware store. Race cars. Tools. Sir, I would like to hand you this check for many millions of dollars. Arr, 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 arr. I, I wish I, I wish I could just kind of be like that. But I can't. I can't. I, I you know, maybe I could come up with some bits about tools. Men like tools. R R R. There, that's that's all I can come up with. Maybe that's something. Maybe I just stand there for an hour just going, men are different from women. Men like dolls. Women like opera. Anyway, (laughs) I can't do uh, even the best stand-up. I will sit through, uh, like Dave Chappelle has a bunch of these stand-up things on Netflix. Even like Chris Rock, the legendary, the the one with the, uh, you know, the the legendary Chris Rock special, the the original one that everybody... (laughs) 
that was kind of viral before viral was the thing. I've never sat through that whole thing. I've seen the bit about, you know, black people versus N-word that he does. And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I just, it's weird. I, there's not a lot of stand-up comedy that makes me laugh. There's people who are stand-up comics who make me laugh doing other things. Um, but there aren't that many where I just sit there and the guy's telling jokes and it just, you know. Even Jerry Seinfeld, you know, I've been to see Jerry Seinfeld. It's like, it was really, really good. But I can just sit there and not laugh. We went and saw the late, great Norm MacDonald. I'm so thankful that we went with uh, with our very good friends to go in Boston a few years ago and see Norm MacDonald. And it was a special that he taped for Netflix. I sat down a month or two ago before Norm died. I just sat, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go back and watch that special that he did that we got to see live. And I was watching it, and he's so funny, and he just kills, and it was great. You know, just some of his stuff where he's like, uh, ID is short for identification. So there's I, which stands for I, and then D for identification. That's just so, that's so Norm MacDonald, and that's the kind of stuff that I love. And like his Bob Saget roast, I love. It's just, there's certain stuff that does make me laugh, but I can listen. I used to listen to all the, you know, the classic like Sam Kinison and George Carlin and Richard Pryor and all these things, and I, it's great. Uh, but I just I don't laugh. It's weird. Dave Chappelle, like, there's you know his the Chappelle Show cracks me up every time I watch it. You know, uh, you know it's 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 played to death. The Rick James bitch. But I watch it and I love it and I you know all those sketches, uh, you know. But I watch stand up comedy and it's just a weird thing that I have that I I just I, I don't know man. We've seen Jim Gaffigan a couple times. We saw Brian Regan, who was insanely. They're all really funny. All these really funny people. Saw Jerry Seinfeld. Saw Norm Macdonald. Saw you know, and it's just um. Eh. The one who I actually really liked was Kathy Griffin, which sounds crazy to some, but it was great because there's no, it's not really an act. It's just like if you're at work with the really gossipy coworker, except in this case, the coworker is talking about all these big time Hollywood celebrities and just dishing dirt on them in front of an audience, you know, just talking trash about Ryan Seacrest and Barbara Walters and being on The View and just how like catty they, I mean, that's. That's great. It's not really jokes per se. She just has a she has a good way of telling a story, uh, a great way of telling a story, and and very funny in that sense. But I don't. I'm not going to turn on a, a, a Kathy Griffin special. I'm not going to. I just. It's a weird thing that I have with watching stand up comedy. Having said that, Dave Chappelle is one of the best stand up comics of all time. I watched uh, some of the stuff that he did during the pandemic, which was great. The Chappelle show is just one of the funniest shows ever created. He's half-baked. I love Robin Hood Men in Tights going all the way back to when he was, you know, he was just a baby in that movie. And he was hilarious. He just has such a funny delivery, his mannerisms, everything's great. Although muscular Dave Chappelle is, in fact, not as funny as, as skinny Dave Chappelle. Uh, there's, I can't think of a lot of, you know, muscular comedians. Uh, 
Body by Jake. Remember, he had a sitcom. That's not a funny person. I can't. I can't think of many. You know, what if Jerry Seinfeld just showed up and he was jacked? That's ruins it. Ruins it. Uh, anyway, so with all that said, uh, I watched about a week ago. I'm like, okay, let's see what all the fuss is about. Because if somebody's, you know, Chappelle is pretty notably transphobic. Um, I didn't get far enough into his previous special to really see the the transphobic comments, but I, yeah, you read about him and stuff. Okay, I got like I got ten or fifteen minutes into his newest one, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like these these jokes just are kind of lame. Even before he got to anything that was, you know, he made one good point talking about the LGBTQ community. <laughs> it was funny. He's saying like, boy. Uh, our community has been trying to trying to get equal rights and 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 respect and all this stuff for uh, you know fair treatment and not be abused or marginalized or anything like that. We we've been trying for a few centuries, and uh, and here comes the LGBTQ community, and, and in a few years they're able to accomplish you know in a couple decades more than more than the black community could accomplish and. And it's like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's actually a kind of a good, you know, there is, there is a lot of, uh, it's an interesting comment. Uh, I, I don't know how true it is because these are, you know, there's still two, two groups that are kind of targeted by, by hatred in various ways, you know, either homophobia or racism and, and that kind of thing and, and, and abuse and so forth. But I get what he's saying. Like, yeah, they've, they've made a, a lot more progress. You know, and, and and having having parades and all of this stuff, and okay, and then it just gets into like it's not. I mean, I guess that's offensive, but it's just like it's just like cheap jokes because he's talking about, uh, you know, putting should have just had uh, short shorts and body oil, and we would have gotten. It's like okay, that's kind of a joke from the nineties, kind of a homophobic joke from the nineties, and okay, it's just not that funny. And then he was just kind of like the jokes were just sort of. They're just sort of played out. It almost almost lazy. It's almost like almost sounds like he didn't put much thought into it or really rehearsing it that much. And maybe maybe that's what it was. I, I don't I don't know. It just it just seemed um not polished what I saw. The ten or so minutes, fifteen minutes that I saw. Just I'm just kind of sitting there. I I don't know that I really even chuckled during it. Which doesn't say much of anything because I'm the kind of person that will sit and watch shows and I will be stone-faced even though I find something really, really funny or something that really moves me and I, I will just kind of sit there. There are a handful of exceptions. I can watch the same Seinfeld episode that I've seen a thousand times since 1993 and it makes me double over with laughter. Uh, certain things that Conan O'Brien has done in his show makes me double over with laughter. Kirby Enthusiasm makes me double over with laughter. Tim Allen's brilliant bits on how men like tools makes... No, that doesn't actually. Never mind. Um, <laughs> men like tools. Arr, arr, arr. You're going to have a sitcom for 10 years and you're going to be a major Disney character. Hmm. Ah, oh, life is life is funny. Life is a funny thing. Anyway, 
I didn't really get too far along into he started talking about trans stuff, and I don't really re- even remember what he said, but there's something uh, there's something deeper in I don't know if this is true I some maybe he talks about it in his special that he had an encounter had a sexual encounter with a trans woman, and so that's i mean yeah that's kind of stuck with him and and so forth, but he was just i don't know he was talking about the town in Ohio that he lives in he's like uh, whatever the name of it is has the has the most beautiful women on the planet uh beautiful long hair and dirty feet because a bunch of hippies and they don't walk around with no shoes and their feet are dirty and he was saying i'm gonna open a strip club and i'm gonna call it strippies and it's a strip club with hippies and i'm like god damn i'm like who's writing these jokes me that sounds like that sounds like something i would say on this podcast not a not a dave Chappelle legendary line and look not every not every line is going to be a home run from all of these comedians but I kind of got to that. I'm just like, you know, and the crowd's not really reacting to that one either. It's not to say that they didn't go crazy for the rest of the special. I'm sure they did, but I'm just like these these jokes just aren't really that good. I don't know if I can make it. It was just there was something. I just felt I felt kind of down watching his special. The 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 bits that I did see, it just didn't really do much for me. From a purely from a comedic perspective. And I have a very, as I said, I don't have a high tolerance for a lot of stand-up comedy. I just don't get into it. It's like, I, there's just something, it has to be so captivating to just have one person. And yes, I, I yes, I get what I'm about to say, considering I'm, I'm standing here talking into a phone for an hour. But to sit and watch a person tell jokes for an hour or two or whatever it is that's a big commitment and it's like i don't i just don't want to really it's like i don't really want to see somebody just telling jokes and i know that some of this comedy is just so great and so funny Uh, but i i yeah i really just kind of tune out i'll try to put on any of those comedy channels on sirius there's five or six comedy channels and They've got a George Carlin channel, and they've got you know all these things. And I don't, man, I try. I'm just like, hey, this, this is guaranteed to give me some laughs. And I put it on, and I just some kind of like, okay. Uh, I don't really love a lot of this. <laughs> it just doesn't make me laugh. It's funny, but it doesn't make me laugh. It's a weird. I have a weird thing with stand up comedy. And and Chappelle is one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, Chappelle, Norm Macdonald, and a handful of others that I'll watch, and I know I'm going to laugh. Um, I, and and on this one, I just, yeah, I wasn't laughing even before we get to anything that could be homophobic or transphobic or something like that. And it's and look, if there's people, if there's trans people who work for Netflix who are walking out and and all of this stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with them, uh, because it's just, we should get to a point where we're just kind of over, we're just kind of over it, you know, there's certain people who could, who could say something, and it's smart enough, and it's funny enough that we, 
we kind of let it through. And the stuff that I saw at Chappelle just wasn't, it just didn't seem like his usual stuff. And I don't like that he's muscular because that means he's taking time that he could have spent on comedy. And he's working on getting himself in good shape. How dare he? I don't want to see that. You stay skinny. And he's still smoking those cigarettes, which is funny too. It's like, okay, you're getting all, you know, swole and you're smoking cigarettes. I guess it's like I took the COVID shot and I just had four mini Snickers. We're not all, (laughs) we're not all of us the picture of perfect health. Oh, but anyway, I, uh, I just have a weird thing. I don't know. Maybe it's the phone. Maybe having a smartphone has just sucked any, I didn't have much of an attention span to begin with. And that's probably part of it too. I'm sure if I, uh, there's, there's gotta be some ADHD diagnosis that I was never tested for (laughs) because it was just, uh, it was not done back in those days because I couldn't, I couldn't sit still and concentrate in school. Uh, I was a perfectionist to some degree. I, I would let things sit until the very last minute before I would do them. I would, I just have all these, all these traits and, uh, yeah, that, that really, (laughs) that didn't help. This is why I hated elementary school so much. It was very stressful for me. I got older and I learned how to focus and how to do work and how to not procrastinate and not let the perfect get in the way of the good, as they say. Just fucking sit down and do shit. It took me six years to do a podcast because I procrastinated. Because I kept thinking about, well, what's the format going to be? We'll talk about this. We'll have this. We'll have it like a real radio show. And meanwhile, guess who's not recording a podcast? Me. And every once in a while, I think about it. Oh, I'll do a podcast. And then finally, somebody was like, hey, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, okay, I'll do a podcast. It's just like in the intro. When you hear me talking about it on episode one, hey, you should do a podcast. Okay, I'll do a podcast. And then I sat down and did it. I'm like, oh, that's all I had to do. Just turn on a microphone and start talking. I could have done this at any point during the last decade, and I didn't. Uh, but anyways, the, the the smartphone is not good for people with the best of attention spans, let alone the worst. So I think stand-up comedy has never been... It's never been made for somebody like me because you really do. You have to sit and listen and watch the same person for at least an hour telling jokes. That's why I love when stand-up comics show up on Conan or on Kimmel or something and they do, what, five minutes. They, they bring their best material. They do five minutes of jokes and then they're out of here. And we get the best. Uh, and that's great. I have an attention span for five minutes worth of jokes. So... <laughs> and yes, again, I do understand the irony of what I'm saying, considering that some of my podcasts have been in excess of three hours long. I get it. And that's why I try to just do these smaller ones on the phone. And then they end up going longer than I say, I'm going to do it five minutes, five minutes, and then be done. Back to my, and, then I, and here we are 23 minutes later. So it's hard enough for me to watch stand up comedy because of my attention span, no matter how good and how funny it is. I just. Yeah, I just kind of, I can't get through it. Mm. And, yeah, I, I I really, I found myself just not enjoying the new Chappelle special, uh, regardless of the, uh, of any, of any offensive potential comments. Um, they're just, yeah, he makes a lot of kind of old, kind of dated 
homophobic jokes, just kind of nothing, nothing, just so awful. But yeah, again, you know, short shorts and uh, short shorts and 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 baby oil and things like that. It's like okay, that's a kind of an old. <laughs> It's kind of an older meme, if you will. But, uh, yeah, I, I, hopefully I can get through this Dune. But right now I'm watching it and I'm just, oh, it's tough. It's tough to do. It's just tough. Like, oh, no, I got to learn new names and all these. And they have all these dopey. I never read it. I never read Dune. I don't know anything about Dune. I know that the author's name is Frank Herbert, which is funny because my Uncle Frank and my cousin Frank, their last name is Herbert. So I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, wait a minute. My Uncle Frank works for Hearts Mountain, the pet food supply thing. Is he also writing science fiction in the background? That's pretty impressive. Different Frank Herbert, I, I believe. It'd be funny if it was a different Frank Herbert, but that was just his pen name. If he said, hey, I'm going to create a pen name called Frank Herbert. That way nobody will know that it's actually me, Frank Herbert, writing, writing Dune. Well, I, I, I mean, I try my best to get through the Chappelle thing because I want to know what he says that's that's so awful, uh, so that I have an informed, you know, when I hear people talking about it and staging walkouts and protests and stuff like that, uh, which I fully fully support. Um, and I know that he's a transphobe because <laughs> I've seen it in his other specials. He made made some jokes about it that I didn't love. And, uh, I don't know. There's this, you know, and then you got these kids who are just like, uh, uh, if you can't, you should be offended. Comedy should all be offensive. Oh, okay. I didn't get that memo. Well, then explain why Tim Allen is just so goddamn funny. Because, you know, men like tools. Yeah, that's a guy. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Men like tools. That's the whole. It's like a. It's like a. Ninety seconds of his act was about tools, and he's built an empire off of those ninety fucking seconds. And uh, maybe that's that's the thing I worry about too. Is what if I wrote? What if I put together of a, a whole, uh, you know, twenty minutes of jokes. And I threw some bullshit thing in there for like 30 seconds. And then that became my life was having like I just, you know, what if I just did some care? You know, what if Uncle Cliff showed up and then I just have to be Uncle Cliff for the rest of my life? Uh, you know, just as an example. I, I, could, I, I, I don't know. I guess I could take it if there were dump trucks of money being brought to my driveway every day. I guess I guess maybe maybe I could find a way to be Uncle Cliff for the rest of my life if I had to. I could find a way to to be the tool man. Arr, 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 arr. Uh the thing about him though, he's like he is that guy. He's just kind of a meathead and he created these characters who are similarly meatheads. Mm. And uh and he's rolling in that dough. That Tim Allen with all his jokes, women, women like women be shopping. 
men be building things with tools. Men, it's true though, right? I mean, I mean, right? I mean, how many times do us guys just sit around just grunting? Am I right? Am I right? Drinking good old Budweiser beer, sitting around and talking about tools and football and grunting. Oh, oh, no, no. That's it's frustrating. It is frustrating to see something like that become so goddamn successful, and 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 to see you know to see in the nineties to have to live through Jay Leno getting higher ratings than Dave Letterman, and Home Improvement getting higher ratings than Seinfeld. Oh, it just it just makes you. It makes you crazy. It just, it really does. And I, there's nothing wrong. Look, I like to watch Home Improvement every once in a while, particularly Halloween and Christmas time. I, I do like to watch it because it takes me back to the 90s. People are dressed like they were in the 90s. His kids are the same age that I was in the 90s. And they're, you know, wearing flannels and stupid jeans and playing Super Nintendo. And, uh, it uh, there's there's some level of nostalgia, but man, just in the in the actual that's the thing. I watch Home Improvement sometimes now to go back to the '90s when we were actually in the '90s. I never watched that show because Seinfeld was on, and I was watching Seinfeld. Or maybe I watched like the first season of Home Improvement, and then Seinfeld, I, and then I discovered Seinfeld. I'm like, forget this. I'm watching Seinfeld every week, and then you find out more people are watching Home Improvement. And you, you want to bang your head against the wall. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I'm going to go finish my lunch. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, I'm write some jokes about tools. Power tools and uh, belt sander. Uh, steak. And then you'd actually get you know, I'm 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 over here watching Seinfeld every week, and then on Friday you come in and your Seinfeld friends, you're hanging out by the locker talking about last night's Seinfeld episode and laughing at all the jokes and stuff. And oh, what about when Kramer? Oh, when George? You know, oh, he pushed the old lady out of the way because the apartment was on fire. Oh, it was so funny. Oh my God, Susan died. She licked the envelope and died, and then they went and got coffee. Oh my God, that's crazy. And nobody was talking about home improvement. And then you'd go to a class and then like the one meathead, uh, the meathead in the class is sitting there like, <laughs> he's actually grunting. He's like imitating Tim Allen from last night's home improvement. And it's like, yeah, of course that stupid asshole gets higher ratings than Seinfeld. Because I'm surrounded by these knuckleheads. Arr, steak. Arr, football. Rawr, 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 men are grunting. Yeah, I gotta put some. I gotta put something together like that about the ways that men are different from women. <laughs> Did you ever notice women? All they want to do is eat bonbons and go to the opera and the ballet. I mean, come on! Rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm not going to the ballet. Rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play with myself and eat steak, Arr, and then tools. Arr. Hmm. 
anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, comedy's weird, man. Okay. Uh, I suppose I suppose that's it. Talk to you at some other point in time. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to have maybe maybe one of the... Maybe Uncle Cliff is going to become a stand-up comedian. Uh, what's the deal with men as opposed to women? I mean, men are over here saying, Hey, when's my oatmeal going to be ready? And women are over here saying, uh, Excuse me, Uncle Cliff, when are you going to put this suntan oil all over my bronze body? And you say, well, just a second, Grandma Cliff. I'm waiting for my oatmeal to be served. Grunt, grunt, grunt. I mean, what's the deal? Women be shopping. And men love power tools and oatmeal. And Bible-based trivia games. Am I right, fellas? Am I right? Yeah. There was a lot of weird... There was a lot of weird noises in the 90s. You had Tim Allen grunting for no particular reason. I mean, the stupid asshole would grunt on his show. Let's, he would just, power tools. And then, uh, and then you have Arsenio. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Somebody should just put together uh, just like a, a, a three-hour relaxation tape on YouTube. Tape. <laughs> Video on YouTube. <laughs> or it's just it's just Tim Allen grunting and Arsenio Hall's audience with their fists going ooh, ooh, ooh. oh gosh yeah just a lot of a lot of grunting in the nineties and what's the deal with the nineties we were all grunting remember that you guys remember that we were all we were all grunting back in the nineties you had Tim Allen talking about power tools r r r you had Arsenio Hall his audience pumping their fists in the air going woo woo woo. I mean, it was like, uh, what were we in the '90s? I mean, some kind of, you know, some kind of uh, grunting society. <laughs> I mean, what's up with what's up with that? What's up with the '90s? Uh, you didn't you didn't see any grunting on uh, uh, on Friends, did you? Maybe you did. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I'm sure Joey grunted from time to time. We were all just grunters back there in the 90s. You remember that? Remember that? Back in the 90s, we're just grunting. Am I right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? We're just grunting in the 90s? Bobcat Goldthwaite. I don't know what he was doing. It was more than just grunting. He was running all over the place. <laughs> he was like the Tasmanian devil. It was Bobcat Goldthwaite, Tim Allen, Arsenio Hall. Now, between the three of them, it just sounded a little something like this. that's that was the 90s, am I right? Am I right, ladies? Am I right about the 90s? Fellas, you you with me? You remember? You guys remember this? What's that? You're in your mid-20s. Okay, you weren't there. You don't remember. Fair enough, fair enough. We were all grunting, though, back in the 90s. A lot of grunting. A lot of grunting. Julia Roberts, pretty woman. She went to the uh, went to the racetrack. She did a little grunting too. Threw her fist in the air. She went. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, there was uh, Scooby Doo. He was barking a lot. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right, fellow? You guys, you guys, you know Scooby Doo. Level dog, solve crimes. Shaggy. 
Like Zoik Scoob! Let's roll a fat one and get out of here, Zoiks! You remember, am I right? You remember that? Remember Shaggy? It was a hippie? It was always high, always had the munchies. Shaggy, Scooby, grunting. Scooby grunting, Scooby barking. Tim Allen talking about his tools. Arr, yeah. You guys, oh, that's right. You were, you were in your 20s. You don't remember. You weren't there. You weren't there in the 90s. Yeah, well, we were all just grunting. The English language just came along in the last five years because we spent the 90s grunting. <laughs> remember that? You guys, oh, that's right. Your 20s. There, I guess that's my, that's my bit for my stand-up special. <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all just grunted in the 90s. That's the title's a work in progress. It is true, though. Tim Allen, Arsenio, Bobcat, Gruntness, yeah. And, the, and then you had that, uh, you had Sam Kennison. He was just screaming all the time, too. You had Tim Allen. You had Bobcat, Goldthwait. You had Arsenio Hall. You had Sam Kennison. You remember those back in the, of course, Sam Kennison died in the early 90s, but still. 80s, 90s, grunting, screaming. Ow, ow, ow! Woo, woo, woo! Arr, arr, arr. Was, that's what comedy sounded like back then. You guys remember? You guys remember? Am I right, ladies? She knows. She gets it. What's that? You're 21. Okay, you weren't there. You weren't there. That's okay. That's okay. Believe me, it was like that. It was like that in the 90s. Yeah. Crazy time. Joey from Friends. He didn't grunt, but he was a weird guy. Kind of dumb. Everybody was dumb. All the husbands were stupid. Remember that? You guys remember? Tim Allen, an idiot. Coach Hayden Fox, remember that? He had Luther, Dauber. <gasps> That's what Dauber sounded like. He's. You guys might not know Dauber, but uh, he's certainly old enough to know Patrick from SpongeBob. You know Patrick? Yeah, that's Dauber. Dauber's Patrick. Patrick Dauber. Remember that? You've heard of Patrick, right? Yeah, it's just Dauber. If Dauber was a starfish, he'd be Patrick. That's all it is. Same voice. Bill Fagerbach. That's his name. This guy's name is an actor. He's on Coach. Coach is about a football team. Except these guys seem to do, they seem to have time to do uh, everything but coach football team. That was, that was the funny part of it. it was, I, never saw him, I never actually saw him coach the football team. I was doing other stuff. Hijinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you had, you had Dauber. Hey, hey, coach. You had, uh, you had Bobcat. <laughs> you had uh, Tasmanian Devil there, Looney Tunes. <laughs> Arsenio Hall. <laughs> You had, uh, had that Sam Kennison. Ow, ow, ow! And uh, you had Tim Allen. Tools. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of weird noises back then in the 90s. You, guys, you know what I'm talking about. She, he gets it. He's old enough to get What's that, sir? 24. Okay, he, well, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. That's okay. That's okay. Well, he gets it, though. You got YouTube. You can figure it out. You guys, you, good crowd. Good crowd tonight. Yeah. Where are you guys from? Minnesota, that's where that's where Coach Hayden Fox was from too, from Coach. You see this Dauber, yeah, he's Patrick. Uh, coach, that's whatever. That's what everybody sounded like in the sitcom in the nineties. They're just they're just stupid. Everybody's just stupid in the nineties on the sitcoms. They're just morons. Everybody just like football and tools and grunting. 
You've been a good audience, folks. Thanks very much. I, you, you, hey, look, if you, you go on YouTube, you'll, you'll understand some of my jokes. It's just all true, everything I said. Oh, this guy over here, I think he gets it. He's laughing. He's smiling. Oh, no, you just, oh, you're paying the check. You just, okay. Oh, you had a, your tooth hurts, so that's why you're making that face. Okay. What's that, sir? Oh, he's 23. He doesn't, he wasn't there. You weren't there. That's okay. You weren't there. It's true, though. Everything I'm saying is true. Been a great audience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, come back next time. We'll do some more grunting. Good audience. Good crowd. Thank you, everybody. There you go. There's my stand-up. <laughs> hey, Cliffy. This is uh, this is your uncle Cliff. Cliff this is comedy. Cliff, He's doing a little stand-up for you, Cliff. Hey, Cliffy. What, what what's up with the nineties? Remember that? Remember the Tim Allen? He's always grunting, talking about tools. Remember that, Cliff? Huh? What's that, Cliff? You didn't? Oh, you didn't have electricity. You don't know. He was he was there, but he didn't know because he didn't have electricity. That's okay, Cliff. You can watch. You got you got electricity now. You can watch. You can go on YouTube. What's that? Oh, you use the bandwidth for porn. Uh, well. I'll, Nothing wrong with that. We didn't have that in the 90s. A lot harder to jerk off, Cliff. You're right about that. Box of Playboys. That's what... If we were lucky enough, we had a dad who had a big box of Playboys. Everybody had one. Everybody's dad... Here's the thing about the 90s. Everybody's dad had a big box of Playboys from the 70s, in the 90s. That's how the 90s were. Just a bunch of grunting guys talking about tools with big boxes of Playboys from the 70s in the 90s. That's what the 90s were all about. Big box of 70s Playboys. A lot of pubes. I don't know if you see many pubes these days, but in the 90s, you saw a lot of pubes because they were pubes from the 70s because they were in a big, big box of porn. Big box of porn from the 70s, Cliff. That's right, Cliff. Comedy Cliff here. Tip away to try the veal. 8 o'clock show is different from the 10 o'clock show. Tip away to try the veal. That's, a, that's one of those lines, Cliff, that they say. It's one of those funny lines. Never gets old, Cliff. You know what else never gets old? Tim Allen. Age is like a fine wine, Cliff. His old show in the 90s, he played an idiot who loved tools. But wasn't very good at using tools. That was the funny part. He had a whole show about home improvement called Tool Time. All he did the whole time was talk about tools, the whole time about tools. But it wasn't very good. Al, Al was really the brains behind that operation, Cliff. If you watched the show, you'd know. Did you watch the show? You were there. You get it. Cliff, it gets. Oh, that's right. No electricity. You didn't get it. You were you were there, but you didn't get it, Cliff. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's a funny show. Talking about tools. Then his new show, he's just a big uh, big kind of bigot conservative on his new show, and he thought he thought he was being clever. He thought he was uh, like a new Archie Bunker, but he wasn't. He was really just an asshole. Well, that's okay. It's his, call. I mean, it's his call. I mean, it's his. Tim Allen's calling the shots. Let's be honest, right, Cliff? Yeah, it's Comedy Cliff here. Comedy Cliff talking talking Tim Allen. Just one comic, one comic to another, one great comic and another. Well, that Bobcat Goldthwait, Cliff, he was funny, wasn't he? Remember him? Remember old Bobcat? That that was one of his more famous jokes. Maybe you've heard of this other Bobcat classic. There's no that's another Bobcat Goldthwait, Cliff. He doesn't talk like that anymore though. It was just it was a put on. It was a put on. It was an act. It wasn't really. I, a lot of us were confused back in the eighties and thought, hey, is this, really, "Does this guy really have problems? Is this really what it sounds like?" You listen to him now, Cliff. He just kind of talks like this. This is pretty much just his voice. Yeah. Bit of a letdown. Bit disappointing. Really kind of hope that this guy just had uh, major problems and became a big famous comedian in police academy movies. 
You ever seen those movies, Cliff? Bobcat Goldthwait. He was a big star in the police. He was he was one of the featured players, one of the pillars of the Police Academy movies. If I, I mean, maybe that's a controversial take, but Cliff, I I gotta tell you, I think he was really one of the one of the pillars of that movie. You got Steve Gutenberg. He was the mastermind behind the pranks. You had Captain Harris. He was on the receiving end of the pranks. You had Michael Winslow. Did all the sound effects. Remember that? Back in the 80s, people loved to do sound effects. You had that Michael Winslow and you had that Dave Coulier. That Dave Coulier, boy, he could, he could turn anything into a comedy gold. Cut it out. That was his thing. He would just say that and people would laugh. I'm not sure what the joke was, but they laugh. That's the thing. Jokes in the 80s and 90s didn't have to be funny. They just made you laugh no matter what. That's why Full House and Home Improvement were big-time popular shows. Anyway, you had Mahoney, Steve Gutenberg. You had, you had Bobcat Goldthwait, Captain Harris and Proctor, Michael Winslow doing the sound effects, Tackleberry. He was integral. You, need, you couldn't have the whole team without Tackleberry. Well, that's uh, but that was the jokes. You had Bobcat run. How did this guy get on the police force? He's running around <laughs> talking like that, Cliff. I mean, how's that, how's that even happen? You were there. You remember? Oh, that's right. You didn't have you didn't have electricity. You were there, but you you missed out on it, Cliff. That's okay. That's okay. It was good. You, police Academy, good stuff. It's, on, it's streaming now on one of these one of these platforms, Cliff. What's that? You use up all your bandwidth for? Uh, that's right. You told me that porn. I forgot, Cliff. Comedy Cliff, uh, memory's not what it used to be. Bats in the Belfry. <laughs> know what I mean, Cliff? Hey, he gets it. He gets it. He's, he's good fun. All in good fun. That, that Dave Coulier was something else, though. He had a whole, uh, he had a whole woodchuck character he did on that Full House. Oh, that, was a, that was a riot. That was a real riot. You know, you got, you had a real, it was a real embarrassment of comedy riches back then. Late 80s, early 90s. You had Dave Coulier saying, cut it out. Made me... Made me fall off the couch laughing every time, Cliff. Uh, that's when I knew I was witnessing something special. That's when I knew I wanted to be a comedian just like Dave Coulier. I wanted to be on the Mount Rushmore comedy like Dave Coulier. Cut it out. <laughs> and it would do, he'd make a little, he would do a scissors motion with his fingers, Cliff. Remember that? Oh, you, you didn't want, you didn't have it. Well, he would touch me. He made a scissors motion with his hand when he said cut. And then he would point his finger when he would say it. And then he would, he would, he would, Hike his thumb backwards like a hitchhiker when he would say out. So it was a whole, it had layers to it, Cliff. It was really a, you know, it was a, it was a thinking man's joke. Cut it out. And he's had, got the whole hand motions. Well, there's nothing funnier than that. Except for maybe Bobcat Goldthwait at Police Academy, Cliff. That was funny, too. You weren't there, though. You didn't see it all. But that was comedy. That's when you knew. You got, you got Dave Coulier saying cut it out on one night, and then you got, Tim Allen, our tools on the other night. I mean, that's that's good stuff. That's it's just a lot of grunting, a lot of weird sounds, a lot of weird finger gestures, and man, we were laughing ourselves silly back then, Cliff. We really were. Anyways, Cliff, this is comedy, Cliff. You've been a beautiful audience. Thanks for coming out here at the here at Club Cliff, Club Cliff Comedy Works, Comedy Cliff at Club Cliff. God damn, forty-seven minutes. All right. There it is. There's there's the stand up. There's this there's the all time that's comedy cliff. Maybe that is maybe that is my character. I get up on stage and I do comedy cliff. Hey, remember the nineties? Yeah, whatever. 
Well, everybody had a funny line. Joey on Friends, he would say, how you doing? And everybody just laugh and laugh and laugh. Why? Because it's funny. That's funny. Dave Coulier would say, cut it up. You know, that little kid, Michelle, home improvement, uh, home, f- full house, I mean. She'd say, you got it, dude. Everybody's falling off their couch laughing. That's funny. That's so funny. Wilson. Wilson stood on the other side of the fence. Never saw his face. That's funny. Never saw his face. And they'd have to come up with all kinds of crazy kooky ways. They'd have Thanksgiving dinner, and Wilson's, uh, his head's behind the turkey. His head shoved off the turkey's ass trying to get the, trying to get the giblets out. And he's still dishing out wisdom to Tim. That's funny. That's comedy. That was comedy in the 80s. That's when I knew I was part of something special. Sitting on my couch every Thursday watching it. You know, Cliff, you were there. Oh, you didn't have it, but somebody probably told you about it, hopefully. Anyway, that's, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Comedy Cliff, ladies and gentlemen. Comedy Cliff. Thanks for coming out. You've been great, Comedy Cliff. You still got it after all these decades. You're still channeling the 90s. All right, gang. It's Friday afternoon. I got shit to do. I hope you've enjoyed Comedy Cliff and whatever the hell hell else I was talking about before that. Talk to you next time on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Uh, uh, Later. Later. Yeah, see, everybody's got a funny line. This guy gets to the end of the podcast. You know what he says? He signs off and goes, later, Gators. (laughs) I mean, isn't that funny? You don't hear, you haven't heard, you haven't heard lines like that since the 80s or 90s. People kind of stopped doing that stuff because it was stupid. When I had this guy, he's, he's sticking to the comedy roots of the 90s. You know, you had cut it out and now you've got the new version of that later, Gators. Remember, people used to say that in the 80s all the time. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Remember that cliff? You were, ah, you weren't there. That's okay. That's okay. It, 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 trust me, it happened. It was funny. And now he's now this guy, this birthday boy podcast, he brought it back. He's got funny lines coming out all over the place. Later Gators. Oh, that's classic. I love that. It makes me I fall off the couch laughing every time. I just wait for it right at the end. And then the whole audience at the same time, they all yell, Later, Gators. That's funny. That's funny. That's a fun line. That's a fun line. It's funny and fun. It's a it's really a really double double whammy of comedy. Later, Gators. I love it. Uh, all right, that's really it. Later, Gators.